Hey, everybody. Hello, podcast listener friends. We are back with another Rad Years podcast. And uh, we had some decent feedback last week from our uh, movie pitches. As... Did we? I don't think people are so thrilled about my Mark Trail. No, no one said anything about that. No one said anything, and it got like seven likes. Yeah. I didn't even like it. <laughs> I just don't think it's it's sexy. Like it, it would be a good movie, but it's not sexy on Instagram. You know what I mean? No, you're right. It's not sexy on Instagram. But if if you were to see like the image of Mark Trail like putting like a, a I don't know, what does Mark Trail follow? Like a kangaroo down a wood chipper instead of you know, like Steve Buscemi. <clears throat> yeah. I think I think people would comment. Yeah, you would probably get a few comments. Uh, plus, you're. Um, I went with like the the easy. Like I, I went with easy pitches, like pitches that were probably going to get people's attention. You went with a little more obscure. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I feel, you know, no one's gonna. You know, I walk into a room, no one's gonna take me serious anyway. So. Uh, they liked your small wonder. I think that has legs. And at the same time, I, as much as, you know, I, I appreciate the love and people think that a second, you know, a, a, a spinoff or a sequel to The Wonder Years starring us is, I, I have to apologize. I think I've misled people. I am not that interesting. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we didn't even, I didn't even post that on there yet. Uh, no, but people were commenting in the other episodes saying they want... The rad years, wonder years, rad years. Well, yeah, of course. But, but they don't, if you only know, only knew how, yeah, there's but, but only so many episodes where it. I have the curtains covered and I'm playing N64 for uh, squeezer, 22 minutes. Squeezer, squeezer. We work in television. We understand how it works. You, no one is, no one's life is that interesting. Do you we? boil it down and you lie. Oh, that's why I've been doing wrong this whole time. <laughs> The uh, only honest person in the entire business. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, no, you did forensic files. I'm sure you guys never. Oh, I lied my ass off. That was the worst when I had to when I was an AP and I would have to like contact the families and just. Yeah, we want to you know honor them and their memory. No, I just I have a quote of them. Need. Um. That was the worst. Whew. Oh, Schmuffin's here. Of course, we start the Hi, show. Hi, Schmuffin. She comes in. Oh, man, she is sassy today. Did you hear that? I do. Yeah, yeah. She, she wants to like a sque- Like She sounds like my door is in my Jesus house. Jesus Christ. Calm down. Get, she just wants to be pet. That's it. So, anyway, people have said good things. Ted Brothers. Ted Brothers has said he wants to He'd pay a billion dollars to... Oh, yeah, I was even going into it, and you are just like pushing me into your first pick. Like, enough. No one likes my idea for Mark Trail, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up with more bad ideas here. They weren't bad ideas; they just weren't. They, they had they, their moment in time. Like, the oh pro- no, my ideas? No, I, I. They it wasn't good. like I just came up with something silly. Like I had faith right. in all my properties. They were good ideas, yeah, but they were shit kind of shit properties. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Brave Star, amazing. <laughs> um. It, hey, it gives Hollywood one more opportunity to whitewash something. Um, Landstalker, it, it's, I mean, yeah, ooh, Zelda. Everyone loves Zelda. Yeah, right. That's I'm going to make saying, people love Landstalker. That's what I'm saying wasn't fair about my my picks. Oh. I, 
I went for the easy laughs, the easy likes with Mar-a-Lago, uh, Caddyshack 3, Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, I could see that. You know. Uh, okay, we'll move on. Uh, so anyway, I'm petting Schmuffin right now. But okay. if I couldn't pet Schmuffin, I could always go and pet, I don't even know if that's an option, my digital pet. When your Giga Pets call, you've got to stop. There's something like gross about your giga to grow bigger. <laughs> uh, well, hey, while we're on smooth transitions, yeah. should we tell people that this show is about fads? Oh, yeah. We didn't even tell people what it was. That's, I blame this all on you. Why? Well, actually, we could blame on Schmuffin for coming in and disrupting yeah. us. Come on, Schmuffin. She got you to jump the gun. Uh, you missed here, your mark. Here we are. We pl- we we rehearsed this three times right. over, Schmuffin. If, if, Schmuffin, if you would have came in while we were talking about the Salem the t- from the Sabrina, the Teenage Witch Gigapet, you kind of look like her with a little white him, but you're her. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking 80s and 90s fads, and obviously one of them was Gigapets, the... The branded Tamagotchi. I don't think I, I, you can't be considered a, a true fad in the '90s unless you get banned from school. <laughs> That's true. Um, I did had, you have one? Yeah, I w- I didn't like it. Like my I w- it was bought for me because my sister's really into Tamagotchis and then Gigapets, mm-hmm. and then for the Lost World they released a T Rex. Yes, Gigapet. I was I was considering pulling finding an ad for that one, but I couldn't resist the teen. Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch one. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, so um, my mom got me, a, a, she thought it was like a video game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this, a, a Tamagotchi? It's like a T-Rex. So I played with it for like a second. And it just kind of like hung on this one thing I had that had keychains in my room forever. You with uh, something that requires uh, an extended attention span and responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Huh. <laughs> And, Surprising and, it didn't and, work out. And perhaps love uh, <laughs> hey. of an uh, inanimate object. Well, an inanimate object, yes. Inanimate. What did I say? Like, I'm sitting here petting little Schmuffin here. Yeah, that's true love. Well, like, cause, well, you're just a supervillain, that's why. Oh, yeah. Every supervillain needs the cat in his lap. Yes. So, yeah, I, I had Chief. to go with Gigapet just because... I don't know. Like, if you listen to my picks from last week, I, I like going with the the ugly stepbrother, uh, redheaded stepchild of the family. I, I think which eh, might actually be nano pets. To be fair, I never heard of nano pets, but I think gigapets is a more interesting pick than uh, tamagotchis. Tamagotchis was just very one dimensional. Uh, a pet, you got the tamagotchi, and you could get different shells for the tamagotchi. Yeah. But of course, with Gigapet, you had you had the T Rex and the Salem, and you you had a uh, yeah digital doggy, uh, a Compu Kitty, Microchimp. It gets punny. Uh, an alien, uh, right? Th- What's that? There was an alien, right? Yeah, and there was an alien too. Which the Tamagotchi was kind of just like a alienish. 
um, kind of thing. So yeah, uh, Tamagotchi came out first. That was a Bandai thing, and it was released in Japan. And then Tiger's like, hey, this is exactly up our alley. So then Tiger came out with the, with the Giga Pets. And then eventually the Nano Pets, which I believe was PlaySchool. Um, PlaySchool released the Nano Pets. And they were actually kind of ruthless. Like, you, your Nano... My sister had a Nano Pet. I, I, I checked. Uh, my sister had a Nano Pet. Uh, Mrs. Squeezer had, like, a whole array. Like, she had the keychain with them all. Oh, yeah. Lisa uh, had all of them. Yeah. Her one particular that she remembered was she actually had a KB brand one. Like, then they started making, like, generic ones or or uh, one specifically tied to different, you know, franchises or stores. There was the KB a- one, I, she recalls sitting around the kitchen table, and she actually murdered this one as she's twirling it, and it went whoop, off her finger and into a glass of milk. Uh, and uh, her, her KB generic nano pet drowned holy uh, in the lactate of another creature. <laughs> Just for reference, Squeezer, there was uh, Star Wars Gigapets. Did you know this? I did not. No, I was. I did not have any of these. My my sister had hers, and I would take it and murder it. Um, same as like I would with like Sims. Like I would open up her like Sims account and then like remove all the doors and the toilets and just watch people die in their own feces. You could um, get. <laughs> A lot of times I just ignore your psychotic ramblings. And the the trick is to um, take all the lights away and just put like a, a candle or like a lantern and that would start a fire. There were so many god <laughs> There were so many goddamn branded uh Gigapets. There were Star Wars. You could get a R two D two, a Rancor, or a Yoda. Oh, I'm with the Rancor. There there were Ring Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey circus gigapets. Looney wow, Tunes. so they actually had a better life and more room inside their little digital shell than the actual elephants did. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Looney Tunes, Gigapets, uh, there's six characters. you got to see how many you could keep happy. Rugrats, Gigapets, uh, Giga Farm Pets, uh, Giga Pound has eight dogs, Small Soldiers, Gigapets, God. Man, they licensed a shit. Yeah, well, it's Tiger. I mean, it's Tiger. It's what they do. There was Barbie puppy dog one. Uh, Bit Critter. I'm just looking at all those goddamn Gigapets. And then didn't Gigapets lead to some sort of like Pokemon spinoff or something? Uh, I'm. I think they did. Well, they kind of. It's interesting because, like, the game Pokemon itself is similar to a, a Gigapet. Um, well, they, so I know they machine. sold like a little thing that looked like a Game Boy that had a Pikachu in it. That was yes. kind of the idea. I, that was like big why I was working at KB Toy Store. Mm-hmm. But I do believe there's some sort of monster spinoff of Gigapets that like led to. Uh, yeah, they tried branding them for boys a little more, too, where they would actually... It wasn't just, like, the little shell. Some came with, like, a little piece of scenery that it was built into, like a, a brick wall kind of uh, thing. They they made the actual, like, cases more, I don't know, boy-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, the versus, Star Wars ones, yeah. Um, and, then, like, and there was that traditional clear one that that clearish purplish uh color that was used for everything everything yeah. from uh 
you Nintendo know, 64 game, controllers and 64 controllers game my my Game Boy Color you know is that uh, translucent purple uh, furniture it, it was your your desk lamps everything was made of that that here, here's a funny little thing I I see here when gigapets were initially tested it was reported that the first thing most girls did was name their pets whereas mm-hmm. most boys opted to discipline the digital creature yes yes um that's i was i i got sidetracked that's where i was going with my my uh sim talk i didn't necessarily uh, okay. mean to just inform people of my my <laughs> dark nature which i'm sure they're already aware of dark notions um, with squeezer um it's just uh, it's, it's what we do I mean, right. as boys i think we what, start we start wars wasn't the furby uh like a spinoff of the Gigapets from one. Yeah, because it was Tiger. They were they were just looking for their next thing, and it was kind of the the idea developed from there in the in the back rooms. It was it uh, apparently led, a, led to that. Roger Schiffman, the co-founder of Tiger Electronics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then now uh, Tamagotchi actually is back. I actually it's app based. I even downloaded it. Uh, oh, it's just, it's back as the regular form. I bought one for Enchantress for Christmas. I, I saw him at the store too. A uh, little uh, squeezette found one. And she's walking around a uh, store with it, like not knowing what it is. Uh, like, no, you'll just put this in your mouth. But you know, maybe one day. Um, but by then, you'll probably have like real, like you know, AI integrated VR little things that feed you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here it is. Um... It was Digimon, was what I'm thinking of, the boy version. Okay. And Digimon went on to be pretty huge uh, with its own video games and TV TV shows, cartoons, yeah. card games. Yeah, they did a, made a card game out of it, right? Yeah, uh, it was a Bandai. It was the counter, counterpart to Tamagotchi, not Gigapets. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that was what I was saying. Digital Monster was the boy. Uh, Gigapet just made just different pets for, for the boy. What's that, Squeezer? Is that you hear that sound? Yeah. Oh, hold on. That's just me, getting a page. Uh, oh, it's going off again. I'm getting another page. Uh, so it was really hard to find a clip. I was trying to find a Dennis, uh, a Beeper King clip, but Thirty uh, Rock, uh, yeah. Thirty Rock clears their YouTube. Illegal YouTube clips pretty big. Yeah, you got to be careful with them. They're the ones that it was Thirty Rock that you know got my internet taken away. Yeah. Goddamn service provider. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I couldn't find. But uh, did you have a beeper when you were a kid? No, no. Yeah. I was late. I was even late to the cell phone game. I didn't want one. <laughs> I wanted to be left alone. I I don't think you really want one now. Although you are on it playing that little baseball game of yours it's addicting i get to collect cards this is why this is why i never even wanted a a gigapet or a tamagotchi i got i have a very addictive personality when it comes to certain things and i will obsess over the most mundane unimportant things in the world uh while other things like my lawn can go to hell (laughs) uh i'm I'm taking good care of my lawn Uh, anyway yeah you are a a pager was came out those batteries charged Gotta keep them charged. A pager uh, or a beeper 
was a big thing in the early 90s, late 80s. Uh, my dad always had a few of them. He was uh, both a firefighter and for work. And uh, he, he always had like the latest and greatest one. So he had the voice one, which you would call and basically leave like a voicemail that would transmit over like a, a speaker built into this thing. So that was always hysterical. Uh, but most people probably remember the Motorola Bravo, which kind of like had like a screen on the top of it. And you look down and you see a number, mm-hmm. you know, and then you'd look for the 911. You know, that's how you know to call <laughs> back right away. Mm-hmm. But you'd always put 911 eventually. And people just start getting numb to the fact that it's 911. Uh they're, uh, I think they're still used in doctor's offices. You see, you see doctors with the, the model that uh, has like the screen and the buttons on it. To, they get their, like, their codes and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there was, at, uh, at a time, a Timex made like a watch beeper that was like <laughs> huge. Now it's funny, like we have an Apple watch that's no bigger than a normal watch and, and can, can, can operate without a cell phone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Play, play music, watch, like look, check your your social media, weather, all sorts of things, and it messages. Can, yeah. Tell you how you know fat you are, how you know right, uh, how you're sleeping. It t- it can tell you how well you're sleeping. Yeah, uh, all all those things. But uh, this beeper back in the day, watch. It was called the Timex Datalink Beeperware Pro. Uh, <laughs> what was the life the battery life on this thing? I think thirty minutes. <laughs> It's like one of those uh, twelve volt lantern batteries you'd have to have like in your back <laughs> pocket and then wire up. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so beepers became known while we were in school for. See, I I grew up a nerd and a nerd kid. My dad had a beeper. We 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 had toy beepers and toy those toy cell phones. If mine had candy in it, I had one. Yeah, well the the bubble beeper. Mm-hmm. You've had those. So. It, later in the in the nineties, when we were in like junior high and high school, they became associated with drug culture. Um, so, like, if you had a beeper, you were automatically a drug dealer. Uh, and I've had I had people when I was in junior high and high school assume I was a drug dealer because I had a beeper. No, no, not dealing drugs, just the door. Well, your school was a little infamous for some shenanigans. Was it? Oh yeah. Oh, did you not know? No. Oh, in my school, like yeah, it was like the place to go was you know you up the road. You assumed my school was a- those those rich kids up in the in the cornfield know how to get the good stuff. I guess I was just oblivious to it. I didn't want to be there. Uh, I you know I couldn't wait to get into the real world and and, and work and not have anyone. I just didn't want to wake up early. <laughs> that was the worst part of school, getting up early. See, I was already because you had to be up at six. You can catch uh, Mister Wizard and Flipper. <laughs> so. uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, the Pagers were are my fad, my first pick of a fad, and uh, while they were and they're still used today, and even though I don't understand why they just can't use cell phones at, at a doctor's office, I don't, maybe it's uh, a signal thing. Is it because they don't? I mean, because you don't really have pockets, so they can kind of just clip the beeper on there. Yeah. And wasn't there a time, too, when you weren't supposed to have a cell phone in a hospital because it would, like, kill you? Well, they didn't know. uh, They weren't sure, like, how it would integrate with all the other equipment in there. So maybe it's just a 
I'm sure there are other hospitals that have like weird high tech things or they should just put like chips in their brain or something. You know, they're doctors. Yeah. And, uh, cool integrated. Like I I want my doctor to have like some kind of cool, like Android headset. I would like like to have a beeper headset, like an Android like thing, like built into her head. I, yeah, I don't know about that. I, I would just like, I was basically saying if they get to have them, why can't I have a beeper? You can. You should have one. I should have one. Absolutely have one and only respond to that. Yeah, right. And never. You have to call your beeper and then I will call you back yeah, on, my, right. on a landline. Right. Well, the later beepers, you could just text on it and that's basically all you need. But I don't know how to reply. Hmm. We'll work on that. There are ones that those early uh, BlackBerry models that were just beepers with keyboards to reply back. That's how BlackBerry got started. That's how texting got started. That protocol. You really want your you really want your BlackBerry back? I do. I love that thing. BlackBerry. Uh, uh, what was the model that I loved so much? The not the bold, but the one before that. I still have my. It's in my desk. Which was the one, which was the phone that they came out with where it wasn't necess- it wasn't a touch screen but you had to actually click the whole screen on each yeah yeah the screen like clicked down yeah that didn't it, it work. was their first like <laughs> oh here's our iPhone killer yeah there watch was a, this folks there was a point in time where the iPhone was only available on singular which is now AT and T so every um, every other carrier tried to come out with their iPhone killer. Uh, Verizon's was this BlackBerry that like had a touch screen that you clicked that you actually pushed the screen into it. Yeah, it was like trouble. Like it was like playing a game of trouble every time you would want to hit a button. Right. <laughs> Sprint had uh, this Palm. It wasn't the Treyu. It was called like uh, fuck. It was bought by HP. I don't even remember what it's called. But I actually had a test model at work, uh, and it wasn't bad. It was a really good phone. And then uh, T-Mobile, of course, had the G1, which was the first ever Android, which kind of did well for itself. I was probably rocking my Razor at that point yet. (laughs) Yeah, I was was BlackBerry until I was like, all right, you got to go to the phone. Because I had the the original iPhone on AT&T. I just had it as basically a toy. I didn't even use it as a phone. I just had it to, so I could well, have an iPhone. It still is. Yeah. Uh, but the BlackBerry was my workhorse. So I mm-hmm. pinged out all my messages. BlackBerry, BBM, BBM, BBM. You're, you know, I don't even know if you know what that is. Uh, yeah, BlackBerry Messenger. Yeah. 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 I, I'm up with the times, yo. <laughs> um, y- you are, yo. All right. Speaking of up with the times... It's my transition for your next pick. Uh, I'm assuming this is for something. Well, yeah, it's my second pick. What's the most, the greatest endorsed piece of furniture ever to hit the market, Ryan? Oh, from this, from this music video? No. What, what did Britney, you know, endorse? Uh, some sort of sex swing? 
Well, that's just weird. No. no We're I don't talking know. about inflatable furniture. Right? Uh, Do you not remember Britney's inflatable chair? Nope. Really? Mm-mm. It's that same cla- – I was setting this up in the first one already with that same classic translucent purple uh, color, I guess you could call it, uh, that you know basically defined the late 90s. I, I think it was uh, – you have to do a combination between translucent purple and that translucent teal. That was also a big – Okay. Well, this one was a translucent purple. Right. And it was it was the Britney chair, and the only difference between this and any other uh, piece of uh, vinyl is it had Britney, you know, on it. Any stars? Any? It I had think, to have stars. I think uh, with Britney Spears across the back, or it was flowers. Sorry, there were flower. Uh, it was, yeah, it was her leaning up against the well on the box. It was her leaning up against the wall, staring dreamily into your eyes. Um, and then, uh, cool and like Britney is the tagline on it. And you'd probably pay what, $30 for the Britney one or Um, 10 for the Spencer's gifts. I I would say easily, uh, 30, probably even 40 for the Britney one, but it's the exact same, um, you know, thing that's going to pop, uh, as your other chair. I have a theory and people, you know, People discuss what's wrong with America. Why is the obesity crisis at a tipping point? And it's because we don't have enough inflatable furniture anymore. Well, talk about I, tipping point. There was, there was a you, can't, you can't sit, sit on one side on that. There's no balance on those. You, you can't sit on it, period. See, if you read the, the ratings on it, I can't sit in one of these things, okay? So if you wanted to you know, solve the obesity crisis, you either replace all the furniture – in the world with inflatable furniture and we're all going to have to either slim down so we could sit in a chair or I'm going to be sitting on the floor. Don't leave me with a choice. I think we'd have a bunch of people sitting on the floor. Yes. After, of course, they try, oh yeah, watch this, and they sit on the chair. I'm sorry, yeah, not sitting on the floor, sitting on, on sitting on pop, sitting on the floor on top of a pop. On just, on basically empty trash bags. Yeah. Uh, but this, did you have any inflatable furniture in your... My sister did, yes. Of course she did. Yeah. I had a, I had a chair. The... Each, my, my sister had one. Hers was like a clear and pink one. You know, they, they mix it up a bit. Um, and yeah, it would never, like, they try to sell it, like, the, the pictures and the marketing. It's probably the most difficult, like, photo to ever stage is marketing material for inflatable furniture. It's like, here, have a bunch of friends sit around and you're eating, you know, you're eating pizza. And you know they're just, like, barely holding on. They probably even have them wearing harnesses to keep them upright uh, for the picture and then just have to Photoshop it out. (laughs) Uh, But then, and it would stick to your legs, too. But if you had this, you were so cool. This was like, this was like a, a, a symbol of freedom. Like, it was your first entry point into adulthood. Like, I have my own room. And you have your own chair. But now I have a chair. Now I could sit in a chair like an adult. Isn't that awesome? But I'm still cool because, you know, it blows up. Yeah. The best part is, like, you you weren't sure where it would go. So you're trying to figure out where am I going to put this chair. 
like you're going to take a Hilti gun and bolt it to the floor. You just kind of kick it over and you move it somewhere else. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that happens now. And as adults, you're, you're like staring at your living room and you're like, all right, I, we're going to buy this chair, but where is it going to go? I'm kind of stuck. I got so many windows and like the weird layout to my house. I, I only have one choice where I'm going to be able to put stuff. So it makes it easy. I would like a nice accent chair. Mrs. Squeezer says we don't have room for it. I disagree. Uh, now that I, I think about it, I should go get a Britney, inf- Britney Spears inflatable chair and put it there. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Mrs. Squeezer would fight you on it. I think she actually has one. There you go. Inflate she said that she bastard. had the couch. Oh, shit. You got, a, you got a second couch. Yeah. It might take you three, um, four days to inflate it, but... <laughs> with, with just the... If you don't have the compressor, so you're just using a, the worst, I'm sure, um, all those kids that went to college in the late 90s and their dad was just sitting there in the dorm room blowing up their inflatable chair or couch for them right. while they were out looking this, around dad, campus. this is really going to make my room come together. I have my own couch. You don't need to spend a fortune on a couch. All my furniture together costs 30 bucks. Now, inflatable uh, was, furniture, in my opinion, was um, very much better and like the idea of it was better than it's it's yeah it's uh, well the idea of it was art like it it dates back to like the 60s and like the french fashion movement um uh uh quasar khan uh was he developed like the first well they came out one before but he had like a full lineup of like inflatable furniture like a, a set that you would have in your living room and you're like oh it's the future you know and that's you know that was the kind of style and the look back then it was you know ahead of its time it wasn't meant to be in a, a kid's dorm room and you know when it comes to fashion uh utilitary uh utility is not necessarily the most important thing I, you know? I don't i've seen inflatable mattresses and quite frankly and i've i've slept on one before and I'd rather sleep on the goddamn floor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Your back hurts. Either way, and I just remember how many times I go to sleep on an inflatable mattress and I wake up in the morning on the floor. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you don't have that issue. All right. Uh, no, no. They are they are bad. The, the best, like I'm looking at pictures in the 90s inflatable furniture, mm-hmm. is the scene of, of the couch and the two chairs and the two, the two yep. tables. And it's like a a bunch of kids, a white kids, sitting around eating pizza off the two little inflatable tables, all sitting on the comfortably on the couch and chairs. Well, not really comfortably because they're none of them are really sitting back. No, they can't because if they do, well, you're gonna break your neck. You're gonna crack your skull. <laughs> um, and notice they're all wearing long pants because yeah. if you're wearing shorts, now you're gonna have your legs sticking to this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's hot. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, yeah, it came with this sense of freedom and like, wow, I'm, I made it. I have a chair. And a couch or a couch. Or and a couch, couch or an ottoman. The, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, or you just, you just page it through your, your Delius catalog looking for something else to order on it. Uh, I mean, I remember my sister <laughs> paging through her Delius catalog. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying that's where you, <laughs> they always had this shit in there. <laughs> Not saying I I sure right no no one no one accused you of that no of course not well that inflatable furniture good pick what a fad what a fad <clears throat> um 
Here's my next one, and uh, I, I realized I could have used this for my last pick card, too. Uh, so here it is. My point is... Are you ready to be fucked, man? I see you roll your way into the semi. The old meal, man. Liam and me, we're going to fuck you up. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Uh, the Big Lebowski. Now, this movie had a couple 90s fads in it. There's beepers, um, cassette tapes, but one specifically is, is the shoes that the dude is wearing. Uh, he's wearing a pair of jellies, which, of course, uh, you would think when I'm bringing up jellies, jelly shoes, it would be a more female-targeted Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, the dude wore them, and Jeff Bridges still has his jelly sandals from the movie. Does he really? Yeah, he does. And um, jelly shoes. I think the reason why I was a kid, I never understood why they're called jelly shoes. Because in America, jelly is like jam, like grape jelly, strawberry mm-hmm. jelly. But in uh, England and London, Great Britain, uh, jelly is Jello. What's Jello? There is no Jello, I don't think. Jello is just a brand of jelly. No, jelly and they're two different things. No, gel in in England, jelly is what they call Jello, like gelatin, Jello. I get. Yeah, but what about like your? So what's like jam that like? Jam. You have like, jam. a jar of jelly. No, you have a jar but, of jam. No, they're two different. Jam is different than jelly. I understand. I'm telling you what they call it over there. Well, then that's wrong. Now you're misinforming them. What if I say I want jelly on my toast and they give me jam, which I don't. I always prefer jam. (laughs) I'm not kidding. You're going to have to go over there and find out. I'm just letting you know why they're called jellies because these came from uh, over in Europe. I'm going to head on over there. I'm going to get on a scooter, go up a lift and go to their flat and yell at them. Okay. Uh, should we wait, or is this after the podcast? Yeah, hang on. Let me do some Foley work. <laughs> so, back. I, I, from what I read on Wikipedia, because I was like, what, what am I going to find about jelly shoes? There was just these cheap shoes that my sister would get all the time when we were kids at like Kmart or James Way or Clover. And uh, they were they were definitely uh, 1980s fad, and I think they came back uh, they be, became a fat in the 80s because a pair could frequently be purchased for less than one U.S. dollar. It's perfect. I know. Uh, the, and they say the origins are unclear, and the frequently offered explanation is they were... Uh-huh, desi- but the shoes are. <laughs> right. Yeah. They were designed by a shoemaker in France after World War II when there was a leather... It's always sh- France. Yeah. Well, there was a leather shortage in, fl- in Europe. And uh, another possibility was that they were designed in the late 50s or early 60s when plastic became a commonplace material and fashion designers began to experiment with it. But they did not become a fad until the 1980s, I believe, uh, starting down in Brazil and working its way up. In uh, February of 1983, uh, Bloomingdale's, Offered two thousand four hundred pairs in nine, ordered two thousand four hundred pairs in nine different styles. It's a lot of shoes. Yeah. Oh, you want you know how hot and humid it is in Brazil? Yeah. 
And you want to wear these? I, it's got to be uncomfortable. My sister would get blisters all the time from her jellies, but they're oh, so popular. She loved that's them. That's why you wear socks. <laughs> I mean, the dude didn't wear socks with his jellies. <laughs> I bet you didn't remember any wore jellies, did you? I... I didn't. I was like, oh, that's right. He did wear jellies. No. Yeah. I don't know why I always thought it would be like, it was like slippers. You know, I just looked at it like it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And I have to go back and read. This changes everything now. Why does it change everything? Because now I know that he's wearing jellies. <laughs> Big fad in the 80s. And it, when we're talking, when we brought up, actually, this idea came from Enchantress. She said, why don't you guys talk about fads? And as soon as she said that, I was thinking, well, we got to talk jelly sh- jellies, jelly shoes. I mean, there's no more fad that I remember. My sister had like a thousand pairs. She had all 2,400 pairs from Bloomingdale's. <laughs> oh, some have heels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can get them all different. different Look at that. There's some stylish. I wonder if I could pull these off. I think you could. I think. Like if you, you look, think so? The dude could do it. Yeah, if the dude could pull it off. I mean, the whole dude's wardrobe is is the fucking. That's the way you gotta live, man. Yeah, I'm on my feet all day. You know, outside it'd be good. You know, air them out. They can get some sun too. I won't have that tan line. If you look at the dude, we should get a pair of these for Uncle Bix. He's basically dressed in the, if you, the scene in the limo. He's wearing his jellies, and mm-hmm. he's drinking the White Russian. He's got. Those plaid shorts, the kind of old T-shirt, V-neck, and that old beat-up hoodie on, he kind of looks like Uncle Bix, wardrobe-wise. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. We should get him a pair of jelly sandals. And they they look like they've never, either they're the clear ones and they've never been cleaned or like they're the off-brown. I'm going to go with they're the clear ones. Clear ones never been cleaned, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, But... uh, Big fad, 80s. And I think they kind of made a comeback. Um, mm-hmm. so. I, I remember them later on, too. And then, I mean, is would Crocs be a derivative of this? I would, I would say that Crocs definitely have family ties to the jelly sandal. Were there any jellies in an episode of Family Ties? I don't know. Were, mm. were there, oh, because I said Family Ties. Yes. Here, um, I think kids doing a uh, or sort of a rad years podcast in 20 years are going to be talking about Crocs as a fad of the 2000s, the aught 10s. Is that when they were? Why do I feel like it was so much longer ago? Mm, I don't know. I just... At least they're kind of utilitarian. Like, you know, if you're going to go out and do some gardening or you're going to, you know. Chefs a... and doctors wear them. Yeah, put a television show on the air or something, like you get, know. Get blood on all over the place. Yeah, yeah you just hose them off. Yeah, just hose them off. Yeah. And they don't have to be as stylish. They're utilitarian. Again. Hmm. I wonder if these are OSHA approved. Jellies? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but moving on, uh, your next pick. Something um, probably a big part of your life. Out, it is gonna take some effort. It is gonna take some will. It is gonna take some time. But you know what? If, if you didn't have all those challenges, everybody in the world would be in shape. But they're not. 
So if you got the will, I got the way. That's Tybo. Call the toll-free number on your screen and for this free... That's Tybo. You know what? It was a big part of my life, Ryan. I because it was an facetious. infomercial, and I watched lots of infomercials <laughs> just for fun. I I wasn't being facetious. I wasn't making any... I was not uh, making fun. What, was there another... Other than maybe Ron Popeil, was there another bigger star uh, than Billy Blanks? Uh, when it came in, in the infomercial world, no, he and he he made the I Love the '90s show, I think, right? Uh, yes, yeah. I believe he did. But and, and at the same time, his th- that this infomercial, this one in particular, Sinbad's in it. It has Sinbad talking about how he uses Tybo. Sinbad uses Tybo. Yeah, or he did at least when it was hot. Uh, it's still around. I mean, it, it's still they're still doing their thing. But there was a time where you could not turn your TV on from eleven o'clock at night until six in the morning, and there not be a Tybo infomercial on. And they say it works, believe it or not. And I don't disagree because it's a very active program, and it's just common sense because there's also a diet plan that goes along with it. So if you don't eat like crap and you do an hour of physical activity a day, yeah, you're going to lose weight. It doesn't require a whole – you don't need to spend uh, three easy payments of uh, 1995 to figure that out. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's exactly – it's just a – it's still – the beach body stuff I think is – is still popular, like P90X and uh, and Sandy. Yeah, I gave that a try too. It's just a lot of. The thing was, you can download it and burn it to DVDs, but then you still needed all the paperwork that went with it, so you couldn't pirate that. Made it a little tricky. Well, I mean, you can <laughs> you can pirate it, but you you need weights and stuff, and uh, no, you need you need to muscles to pull yeah. up your own body weight. Yeah, right. Or you could do it on a chair. And I just didn't feel like I was doing anything. Uh, but so I didn't realize that this had been around. Like Billy Blanks was older than he looked. You know what they say, you know, about not cracking. It looks good. It's been around since the 70s. It wasn't until the 90s and like 98 when they came out with this infomercial uh, where it really took off and blew up. And then he started making like... He just gym, and then they franchised it out, and then sued the crap out of anyone that would try and uh, rip it off and teach spin Tybo. it off. Yeah, which Tybo, you know, I get to use a big word, portmanteau, Ryan. I don't know if you're aware. Uh, oh yeah, that's the joining yes. of two words to form one, right? Yes, uh, it it's uh, taekwondo and boxing. Ah. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. I thought it was like some weird deep chi thing that like he brought back from like some island somewhere. Uh, it's also a backronym. What's a backronym? I don't know that one. Yeah, backronym. Hang on, I gotta... Let me, where's my Tybo thing? Because I had this all written out here. Oh, where'd it go? Where's my Tybo? Your notes? Yeah, my notes. Because they... Here it is. My typo notes. All right. So we know it's portmanteau for, you know, taekwondo and boxing. Yeah. So then, but then you have to extrapolate that because you have, you know, 30 minutes to fill in an infomercial and you got to sell people on other, you know, ideas and make it. So a backronym is like an acronym, but you take something and then f- 
basically shoehorn more bullshit into it. Oh. So, Taibo stands for total commitment to whatever you do. By the way, this is like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Awareness boy. of yourself and the world. Excellence, okay. the truest goal in anything you do. All right. The body as a force for total change, and the is in parentheses because it doesn't count because you need that B in there. Okay. And obedience to your will and your true desire for change. That's what Taibo stands for. Uh... That's a backronym. <sighs> I didn't know about back. I'm so excited when I came across backronyms because it makes so much more sense now. When most acronyms probably are backronyms because people go, oh, that sounds cool. Let's make up something that works. Right. It's probably it's the greatest tool of marketing people around the world. Oh, like Shield? Yes. Oh, perfect. There you go. They're like, we'll call it Shield. What do we have it stand for? It's strategic, homeland, interventional, something, something. Yeah. So when when this first hit in August of ninety eight and he was selling the VHS tapes for like it was like what Three payments. Uh, yeah, so for 60 bucks, you can get these VHS tapes. In six months, they raked in $80 million. Jeez. Yeah. Where is he Just, now? I think he's still doing it. Really? He's, yeah. Did he lose his fortune? or? That's a good question. That's probably something I should have looked up. What's his name? Uh, Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks. Is the creator of Ty Bo. Looks like uh... oh, I'll explain. I'll explain why I got distracted and why I don't have that information. Okay. I I went down a rabbit hole in the, with this episode again. You as you would believe. Um, and oh, I thought you. I was going to get to that after you found out what happened to Billy Blanks. No, he's still in November two thousand eight. Became father of a new daughter named Angelica. And oh, that's nice. The mother is Tomoko Sato, who Blank met in 2017 and worked as his Japanese interpreter. Blank's and Sato's marriage was formally registered in 2009, and their wedding ceremony was held in uh, June 2009. He relocated to Japan in 2009 and has two adopted daughters, Mariette and what? Erica Peterson. So she was born in 2008. They were married in 2009, and they met in 2017? Uh... Where was it? Where was it that they met in 2017? That's what I thought you said. No. That's what I thought you thought you said. That's what I thought I thought you said. No, uh, he's, but he's yeah. living in Japan now. I'm sure. Hopefully, he still has some of that 80 million dollars. I mean, not since Mission to Moscow did a direct-to-video movie make so and directed videotape make so much money. Fucking a. Uh, let's. Um, oh, but anyway, so I, I was gonna, I was looking in to see what kind of like bullshit this, is, like how bullshit Tybo is, and it's not like it's legit. It's a workout, you know. It's not. It, it's a gimmick and it's a way in, but you know, if it works for you, it works fine. But I came across um, Vanderbilt College's uh, health psychology homepage um, that they had an article written up on it, and it's an archive, so it's the original homepage. Now I'm on Vanderbilt's legit like psychology site and i scroll all the way down and at the bottom there is an animated gif of a cartoon cat just doing flips at the bottom huh 
and I just got obsessed over it. And I just sat there staring at this for hours on end, like because it's a glorious, the epitome of a, a '90s website. Uh, of someone that built it themselves, and they go, "Oh, we have to put a cartoon cat here flipping around." I'm. I love that. That's what you got distracted by. Very much so. All right, let's uh, let's move on. My next pick is one that I I lived through. Squeezer, I lived through this fan. I was part of it. The rain brought them to him. Although at the time he wasn't sure he wanted to accept the gift. Ned, do you think he'll let us stay? No, this place is ugly anyway. You and me, we're family. Promise never to give away. And no one's ever going to break us apart. At the same time, it's pretty special. Wow, boy, this is living, huh? Yeah. What's that next? I don't know. Let me look it up. Ah! Lord Yoka. Harry, it's Mary. Who? Mary with the briefcase. Mary Swanson. Now, Lloyd Christmas might have repopularized the bowl cut uh, in the <laughs> 90s. That's what that clip was from. Uh, let's get you ready for the ball, Cinderella. <sighs> so, I had a bowl cut. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, you did. I had a hard bowl cut. But um, while you may think a bowl cut is primarily a 90s thing, it dates back to the 15th century. Uh, they had bowls back then? <laughs> they did. It was, uh, well, 12th, actually. It was popular among European men from the 12th throughout the 15th century. Uh, one of the simplest haircuts you could possibly have, although it seemed to take a while when I would get mine cut in the 90s. It's because you probably wouldn't sit still. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the cut got its name, actually, because it was originally done by placing a bowl on one's head as a cutting <laughs> guide. And uh, most medieval men wore the bowl haircut style, also shaved the back of their heads and shaved their sideburns, um, which is kind of like what, what we did in the 90s was kind of more of an undercut. They like shaved underneath it, mm -hmm. but I, I didn't have that. I had my full bowl. Uh, it, uh, it became popular again in the 60s with the Beatles having a, a cropped uh, bowl hair. Mm -hmm. But then it really, in the grunge 90s era, like the parted bowl cut. <laughs> yeah, kind of minimalist. Uh... Yeah. I don't think it ever came back. Uh, I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it either. I only see it in like pictures of when you post pictures of yourself. <laughs> but I, it's not like I was the only one with a bowl cut. Uh, Don't look at this guy. I went right from the Egon Spengler pompadour to uh, buzzed clean off. <laughs> you did did have an e e yeah, Egon Spengler pompadour. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had the bowl cut, and then and I had that cut until I finally got like a, a real person's haircut. Now I I look like a shaggy bastard. I have long hair, and I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do with it, but. Maybe I'll go back to the bowl cut. Oh, please do. Even if it's if, just for the photo op. There was an episode of Workaholics. Have you ever watched it? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Where Carl's getting married. 
sit aside to cut his hair and he, they walk in they're cutting it they're giving him a ball cut and i'm just but, just the look he has the rest of the episode is hysterical let's do it like medieval times though we'll actually put a bowl on your head that's how they did it in workaholics oh okay um yeah put a bowl maybe, in my maybe head. we get a we get a floby oh yeah floby that was let's the thing t- let's test out a floby on you yeah and yeah. scalp you <laughs> not intentionally I'm yeah. sure. That's Safety the, first, you know? That's not the way you want me to go, though. As far as I, I know. Can we dress you up like Garth? Yeah, sure. He, uh... What the hell was he making? I don't know. Uh, oh, digi- Garth, the digital toaster t-shirt. That's what always gets me about Garth. His brother was one of the inventors of digital toaster. I, uh... I've used digital 3D toaster. It's a, if any, any anything you saw like 3D, like campy 3D in the 80s and 90s was done with mm-hmm. digital toaster. And uh, Dana Carvey's brother was one of the inventors. That's why Gar's wearing that T-shirt in Wayne's World. Oh shit! Yeah. So how do you know that? Uh <laughs> it's just one of those things you know. Like it's one of those things I know. Yeah. Oh. Muffin, stop it. She's she's just so wow, she just wants so much attention. All right, uh let's go on to your next pick here. And here it is. <laughs> what the hell's this? Wait, seriously? I don't you have to ask. I know what where's Waldo is. It's a it's a book you used to get and try and find Waldo. Yeah, and it was also a TV show. Was it? And a cereal box and a video game. I re- yeah, it and, was a video game. Um, a very very bad video game. Yeah. No, this is the theme song to the Where's Waldo uh cartoon show produced by Deke. Oh, of course it was by Deke. Of course it was produced by Deke. It's technically now this is where I don't for all our listeners overseas, uh, you might refer to him as uh, Wally. Where's Wally? Uh, only in uh, the North American continent that we call uh, Canerica uh, or Americanada or North America. I was trying to go with something there and I just fell flat on my face. We'll just let it. Uh, Slip into history. Okay. Um, we uh, they rebranded him as Waldo uh, for regional reasons. I guess I don't know. I guess Wally didn't stick here in the U.S., so they went with Waldo instead. Where's Wally? That would what would have been wrong with that? I don't know. But yeah, they, I guess they're like, no, that's some marketing genius play. Wally? No, we're gonna call him Waldo. So where was more American? Where was it invented? Uh, he is British. Of, oh. of, he's from he's from the Isles. Um, yeah, where's Waldo? So the book, came, the first book came out in 87 and then they had a, a follow up, um, in 88 and then, uh, uh, that was where's Waldo now. And then, uh, where's Waldo, the fantastic journey, uh, or also known as the great Waldo search, uh, came out in 89. Now it's my personal favorite. That's the one with the yellow cover. Mm. Um, and that's when it just kind of blew up after that third book. And 
So you can't say Waldo is necessary. I actually argued with myself. I do this quite a bit. Was Waldo really a fad? Because, you know, he was – they had those books for quite some time. And then even throughout, like, the 90s, there was a comic strip that uh, came out um, that was released in uh, various uh, – papers from uh was it 93 to 98 and it wasn't necessarily all just it wasn't necessarily just waldo it was like a puzzle or like a find the differences kind of thing and like some weird quirky stuff it was a little brain teasers it was cute um kind of like a spin-off of it but it was in like 91 when it really kind of was just this it took off as as this fad because uh, he got 13 episodes of a cartoon series um which maybe would have lasted, but they went head to head against this little show called Saved by the Bell on Saturday mornings. Right. So it didn't fare so well. Uh, uh, yeah. So Waldo did not last. He got thirteen episodes. Then they came out with an NES game, which Game Informer magazine at the time gave it a one out of ten, um, citing the graphics, colors, and visuals are just god awful. Right. And when you're playing a video game that's pretty much all about looking at something and finding the differences, you want your graphics to be at least up to par. That's going to make it a little bit easier to you know, play the game when you can actually see what you're looking at. Uh, and then there was also a, a Super NES game uh, that came out and uh, some PC games down the line, which that's kind of meant for like a PC platform. But yeah, there was this time very early 90s when it just took off and you were uh, i was obsessed with it well i that was my go-to just kill time i would get my waldo books and just look for that guy and all the other little stuff i loved all the little hidden you know in jokes and stuff like that and the, uh there was somewhere you'd have like in the great waldo search or uh you know, the fantastic journey. You also had to look for scrolls. So there's all kinds of different stuff to find. You can just waste hours just staring at these books. Uh, I had my magnifier. I had this big magnifying glass that was on a base, like one that you would have for bugs, so you could like trap the bugs underneath. Right. You know, and I would take that and start at one corner and just work my way across and then down, across and down, and just analyzing page after page meticulously. Right. I had there was a lot of knockoff like search for books. That you could get mm -hmm. like giant, and my mom would buy those for me, and um, I did the same thing, like meticulously pouring over the minutia mm -hmm. of. Uh, it was it was our first Easter eggs. Right. That's what that's what trained us for this kind of stuff. Um, and then there were, um, so you know, did you know they were banned in schools? Uh, I mean, it's not a fad, like you said, unless it was banned in school. Yeah, so. but do you know why, though? Because I didn't know why. I always thought it was because they were just seen as a distraction and had no educational value whatsoever. No, why were they banned from school? Um, there's one strip where, or one, um, scene where, um, it's a beach scene, and there's a boy dropping an ice cream cone on a woman's back and she quick pops up like screaming because she just had ice cream dropped on her back right and her top is still sitting on the ground and you see some side boob <sighs> yes my stars i'm it took Our some counseling fucking i'm pretty sure I, I i relate this to the reason why i had a 
like a, a mild dyslexia and why I had to go and take a, a have a specialist work with me on my spelling. I'm pretty sure it all goes back to the side boob. It has nothing to do with my attention span or my inability to give a damn about spelling. I think it's because ca- I saw this uh, slightly uh, mediocrely drawn uh, side of a boob uh, back in like 1989. And that's what set me off. Oh, yeah, probably. That's, I mean, all your dark notions with Squeezer probably mm-hmm. stem from that. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's move on to something. Uh, now, now, I'm going to preface this, Squeezer. Uh-oh. Uh I didn't necessarily like um take part in this fad, but I was very much a part of it uh from the dealing standpoint. Mm-hmm. Now, on an earlier episode of the Rad Years podcast, we discovered collectively that this was put out, the Pokemon trading card game was put out um, by the same people who did Magic the Gathering. Uh, it was it was the same same damn company, uh, so it was the same principle of playing the game as Magic the Gathering, and uh, I, I never again I never played it. But at K, working at KB Toy Store, I lived through the fad. We'd get boxes in, and that box would be gone that day. Like of, of like it'd be like a box of cards of of the packs, mm-hmm. and. We put it out for display, and it'd be gone maybe in an hour, not even. Would they even take the power? They would just grab a box and buy a box at a time. No, uh, well, sometimes I, I think that happened if we had more than one box. But mm-hmm. uh, they no, they, the packs were just people would buy like ten packs, twenty packs at a time. It, it was a crazy fad. I had teachers at school giving me cash to to buy these and bring them back to them for their kids. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I enjoyed the games. Don't get me wrong. I like the original, like three, four colors, like the, you know, red, blue, green, and uh, yellow. Right. I only like, played, I think and, like, we, I had we, we red and them, I played it. it in was like fun. math class, we'd have the game link cable and we'd like, you know, have tournaments and stuff in school. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I never got into the cards. I, I think it was like, I, I was terrified because, like I said, again, a very addictive personality. Like I said, I can't get away from playing this damn baseball game because you can collect cards doing it, and it's just a waste of my time. And I should just delete the damn thing. Well, yeah, I mean, but why would you do that? It's a, it's a quality I game. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll read something of substance and better my life. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a possibility. Like uh, finish ready Pl- or start Ready Player One, or I or, saw the movie. I'm good. Or finish. Uh, Timeline. I'll see the movie. I'm good. <laughs> no, you won't be. No, <laughs> sir. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Pokemon cards were a huge fad, and 
some of them still sell for lots of money to this day. So when I don't know why. Well, same reason why Transformers cost a hundred dollars to have one in a plastic Ziploc baggie. I mean, if people are willing to spend the money on it, I guess it's. Yeah, if there was a, if there was a desire, then of course, obviously that's the market dictates. That's capitalism for you. Yeah, I just I, I see why maybe Transformers we, not at that exorbitant price, but I, I can see why now, like why they're hot now. I just feel like maybe not enough time has passed for the Pokemon thing. Also, there's so many of them, like the, the way they flooded the market with them, you know, yeah. just like they did, you know, the comic books. You had that bubble. Uh, I don't think there was ever a bubble though. They're still they're, like if they're still popular. And then look at po- Pokemon Staying Power. That that game Pokemon Go came out. And it was it was yeah. huge. Oh my god, it was driving us crazy at work. Yeah, people, people were just wandering. Like, who cares if it's there's a gate there and it says you know it's. I had crowds uh, of people outside the work trailer at a ballpark because there was a uh, some sort of Pokemon Go hotspot right there. They would just gather and I'd hear them talk. I'd look out the like, window like, what the fuck are you doing? They actually had to have cops start patrolling the road because it was like the access road to the locker rooms. And people were, they were thinking that there were people trying to get to the players and really they just were trying to get to their gym. <laughs> Not the players' gym, the Pokemon no. gym. Uh, but yeah, Pokemon cards. Big fad. Huge fad. I, I, again, never part of it, but I was a dealer. Uh I I get you hooked. Come back for your seconds, and you know, your first one's free. Um. All right, so let's squeeze her. We're on your last pick, and I'm really hoping. I don't. I didn't listen to your your clip, but I'm really hoping. I'll, I think you're gonna be happy. All right, don't don't let me down. What are you doing, mom? Looking for the hidden picture. <laughs> if you stare at these things long enough, you're supposed to see some kind of hidden three dimensional picture. Oh, yeah, look, it's a sailboat. You saw it too? Damn it! What? I've been staring at this thing for a week now, from opening till closing, and I can't see a goddamn thing! You gotta relax your eyes. Everyone sees this thing except me. But today's my day. I brought a lunch and a soda, and I'm not gonna leave until I see the sailboat everyone keeps talking about. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I, I, I was like, he better go with, I even had it ready in case you didn't. <laughs> I, I, I had a couple options. It was either that or uh, from, there's a Seinfeld episode. Uh, I don't know if you remember Elaine's boss, Mr. Pitt. Yeah, he couldn't see it and she cracks over, it over. couldn't see it. Yeah, she cracks it over her knee. Yeah. Um, so, magic eyes. This is the, the pinnacle. When we say fad, I mean, this is it. They even admit it's a fad. There was an article I was reading. Um, some one of those fancy uh, New York papers that don't have, uh, you know, the big pictures on the front and the back. So it sounds important. And uh, this was created. So these date back to like the 70s and 80s and stuff. And it wasn't until uh, Tom Boucher uh, in, in like the very late 80s. Uh, started uh, working with it, and this guy was uh, worked for like a marketing company, a, a computer. What the hell was it? I don't know. All right, I got this. Check your notes. Your extensive I notes. Am. Where's my extensive notes? I'm looking at the wrong page. I just remember these. These started appearing in newspapers first, and I could never fucking see it. I still can't. Yeah, to this uh, day. I was gonna ask. Okay. 
Well, no. So he um, he used it for like marketing, advertising in this um, 3D uh, club that he was into. Like you know how 3D was big back in the day. Yeah, digital. These like stereograms and stuff. Uh, just no, like the um, like the optics of it, stuff like that. Yeah. And so they put this ad out, and it was if you could read it, like you won a prize. And everyone's like, oh, this is brilliant. And then, yeah, they started uh, um, putting a, a book together. And then, yeah, they put it through, like, newspapers. And uh, it was uh, 200 newspapers uh, across the country that it, these it were was, in. It was in ours, um, our local one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I would always look forward to that. It was in with the comics. Yeah, and Sunday. Um, right. Yeah, and you'd put your nose real close to it and start slowly backing up, rack your eyes out, look through it, and boom, the image would pop into place. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. You should actually get checked out because they were actually using this for um, uh, like therapy and analysis uh, for like visual acuity and stuff. I have great vision. Well, apparently not because you can't see the damn magic eye. I. It's just some people couldn't fucking see it. I couldn't see it. All right. All right. Well, when when my mutant genes pass along and then we're in the future and I can see in I can see in the third dimension and you can't. Um, we'll we'll see who eats. <laughs> we'll see whose kids eat who. <laughs> Is that what you're getting at? No, no. It's just I'll I'll be able to I'll be able to hunt that that deer, and because uh, I I can see in in three D and you can't. Uh, that that I mean, deer that popped out of a bunch of squiggly lines. I'm 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 staring at a microphone right now and I see its perspective. I, I see it exists in three D, so I don't understand. No, 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 it doesn't. No, you're seeing it. You, obviously. Uh, so here, this took me a long time to, and why I have absolutely no information on it whatsoever is because I was so distracted because these still work even just on your computer screen. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. So between where's Waldo <laughs> and magic eyes, I was just staring at my screen all night. Um, one looking for Waldo. I found him a couple times and Two, doing magic eyes off my computer screen, which I guarantee is not healthy for your vision. Um, and what I realized was even more fun is I would go and just Google image like magic eyes and you find one and do it when, you know, you still have all just the other, you know, images across the screen. And then they all kind of rack into place. Hmm. So like, and then my eyes, I'm darting around the screen and I can see all the images like in 3D across all the little kind of pics. And I was just doing this all night long. They're uh, still active. There's a company. If you go to, do yourself a favor and go to magiceye.com. I'm on it, but <laughs> I can't see them any. Ah, I'm not going to bother. But are you actually on magiceye.com? Yeah, these things are too small. But their actual company website? Yeah, it looks like it was made in GeoCities and like... <laughs> I know that's why I'm directing you there. Yeah, awesome. I, I'm here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they still they still make these things. MagicEye.com. I I was I was obsessed with them, and yeah, we even had uh, my grandparents had one of the books. Um, they were on combined seventy three weeks in New York Times bestseller week for their three Magic Eye books. That's just and it was like it was like it's the ultimate coffee table uh, ultimate coffee table book when you want to obnoxiously place your nose against someone else's uh, you know, property decorations yeah. 
some people can just look at it and it pops right in. I, I have to do like put my nose real close and, and pull it away and rack it out. Well, I'll just go fuck myself for not being able to do this. No, I think I think you should just you just need more practice. So I, I should track down one of these books and just sit there. No, just you 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 got a you got an iPad, you got a, a laptop. Just sit there all day long. Although with your iPad, it might not work because then you're gonna be like hitting a button every time you put your nose to it. That's true. I guess maybe you don't have to get that close. But yeah, I was obsessed with these things, and I don't get because then you see it and you're like, okay, I, I saw it. But then you had to be that person in the room, and unfortunately, you were the last one out. Because then, of course, you see it. Don't you see it? You see it. It's like, no, I don't. What's wrong with you? And then you know they judge your character because you don't see the damn sailboat. Yeah, that was my life. You on, honestly, I'm, it's I'm not a really you dumb bastard. It's not a schooner. It's a sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> you you really aren't missing out. Yeah, I didn't um, so. If you have to go through life, if there's so many things that you can see. You know, go see a real sailboat. They're pretty. You know, like, uh, yeah. In the ocean? Yeah. Okay. I'll go do that. But before that, I have my last pick. Now, um, if you grew up in the 80s and early 90s and you don't remember this, for shame. For shame. Dr. Fan. So this was the intro to the Dr. Fad show. Now this took me down a rabbit hole. My fad I'm talking about is wacky wall walkers. They're like little octopus that had sticky legs that you'd throw them on a wall and they'd like walk, they'd fall back down it. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was searching this, I was like, what was the show I used to watch in the morning with the guy who had a shirt covered in these things? He was an Asian man, he's Japanese. And he had a shirt covered in muck. Do you remember that? Um, looking at it, I don't know if I remember this show or I'm um, just I, I assume projecting. for some reason I thought it was Romper Room that I remember this guy from. But it wasn't. It aired in the morning alongside Rom- Romper Room. It was Dr. Fad. And um, he'd have like other inventors and other inventions on his show. Mm-hmm. And his shirt was covered. He was the one who licensed wacky wall walkers and brought them to America. Uh, now, a lot of you might have had these out of your box of Fruit Loops. Kellogg's would put these in cereals. That's where I got okay. mine. Okay, yeah. They were giveaway in cereals. Uh, but they were like huge. They were the, uh, what are those stupid things that kids play with? I don't even know if they're popular anymore. The fidget spinners. They were the fidget, fidget spinner. spinner of of uh that that era every kid had them i'm sure they were banned from school Mm -hmm. and um it it was kind of like the sticky hands that was the material that that you could still buy in the corner machine yeah uh and ken hakuta was the guy he he was dr fad he played them on the show Um, he was inventor of the year uh, awarded that by the franklin institute in, in philadelphia oh sweet yeah he for this uh, or some or something that you know changed the world. I think for the show and everything. Oh, okay. Assuming, yeah. Encouraging kids to invent. Um. So he uh. He the the peak of these obviously was when Kellogg put them as free prizes in cereal boxes. But uh, 
before that, 240 million units were sold by 1983. Holy shit. Yeah. I just, I don't think I ever got them to work because my sister would always get in the way <laughs> of the wall. Um, and I would throw it at the wall. <laughs> yeah, she accidentally got in the way. It's the wacky, wacky wall walker. So what did you think of uh, these 10 fads, Squeezer? Uh, the fads were great. Um, I, I'm going it, to, it's been a while since I tore into myself after a show. This, this is going to be one of them. Why are you tearing into yourself? I wasn't all there. I wasn't at my best. I apologize to the listener. Oh, come on. No, no, I was off. They they uh, tune in to hear us, and sometimes we're not 100%. Sometimes we I, are. I just uh, just don't feel like I was there. Well, what were you missing? I, I don't know. Just I, I, I was honestly, I was so distracted by just actually looking for Waldo and doing magic eyes that I just I couldn't actually put my thoughts together. <laughs> I, do you have your nose pressed against your computer screen night, right now as we speak? I hang on. Let me. I'm gonna actually do one. Let's see if I can. Oh, that's that's uh, that's good podcasting. Pod, you guys can watch me listen to me do magic eyes. Ready? All right. For the radio, it's a bird. It's a bird. <laughs> it's a bird. For the Rad Years podcast, this was our fads. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Have a good one.